Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Everybody, it is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got nine games to discuss for this evening. Big slate, big contests around uh, on, on a few sites tonight. I'm sure Josh is excited to break it down. Came Cliff yesterday. I'm back today, and uh, we'll, we'll keep rotating. Those guys will get uh, a lot of time as well, so you don't have to look at me uh, tout bad plays uh, every single day. It'll just be like every few days. Uh, going forward, but how you doing, Josh? How did things go for you last night? Not great. I was the one tapping the bad plays yesterday, but like um, hindsight is the ultimate twenty twenty on these small slates. If you told me beforehand that on this four game slate that Matthews and McDavid were not Ma- Matthews or McDavid were not in the winning lineup last night, I would have laughed at you. So neither of them were in the winning lineup. It was a like a Vancouver two with Horvat and Drysidle and. Goalie assist Lankin in, so I didn't have any of that. So in my yeah. one lineup, so I lost money. But to being a four game slate, I had some like Lankin in one offs and like was heavy on the late games, but I didn't have anything uh, too good last night. I think I got close to breaking even, probably lost like five or ten percent overall. So uh, when I was super heavy on Edmonton, one, I thought it was going to be a good night once that first period uh, was over. But, uh, yeah, Vancouver, Marstrom, Jesus. I mean, what happened there? He gave up, like, what, five or six goals? I can't even remember what it was. He gave up uh, He gave up five and he got pulled. But, like, that second one, he, he thought he was a soccer goal. He came out, like, halfway to the blue yeah. line and just got deked out of his pants. So, I mean, they should have just taken him out earlier. But I don't think it would have mattered. Calgary didn't play great anyway. Yeah, he's having a really good season too. So it's surprising to see against a team that's been having trouble generating some offense, uh, at least that five on five 
Um, but yeah, weird things happen. I'm sure some weird things will happen again tonight. Uh, again, we've got nine games to go through. We'll go uh, for about an hour and then get out of here. NBA tip-off show coming up at 4.30 Eastern time. And then uh, we'll have deeper dive live before lock. Um, it is a 7.30 Eastern start, I believe, for NBA. So I think that's why we got the big contest. Josh, I'm sure you know, you've know you got your single entry in the uh, 300. And we're going to try to take down 50K or you know, hopefully – someone watching takes down 50 K. Um, but yeah, any initial thoughts on the slate? So there's six, seven o'clock games and then eight o'clock, one, eight o'clock, one, nine o'clock, one, 10 o'clock. So like if you have late players with an early lineup, um, you know, depending on how the seven o'clock games go, this could be an interesting slate to late swap. So this is one of those where you have to be at your phone or at the computer for the later games, because if you have a line that didn't really go off and you think you have a chalky line in one of the later games, I think maybe this is an opportunity to swap because there aren't many games late and they're staggered. So you can make a low ownership swap pretty easily. It's nice. I mean, so you're going to have a full period in for six games when the Blues game starts. That's the 80 Eastern start. And then you're going to have uh, two full periods of all the six o'clock or uh, the seven o'clock Eastern starts um, when the Kings Coyotes game starts. I know that's one that we're going to both like a little bit. So we'll get to that one later. And then obviously Wild Ducks. I think that's going to be more one that uh, people are using for filler stack, but there might be a chalky filler depending on what happens with ownership. But yeah, always, always I, I kind of wish we had like the Toronto game late because then I think it would be a really good uh, late swap slate. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, you'd have to get off Matthews if you don't have the absolute nuts going into that last game. But uh, very important. I agree. Very important tonight, especially um, to see if there's any late changes for these six, seven o'clock Eastern games. So be in Slack. Uh, if you want to get in Slack, also.com slash join. We've got an NHL weekly pass for um, $11.95 that gets you access to the projections ownership projections, uh, the top stack tool, one that everybody loves. And actually ownership is free today. So I want to make sure I mention that. If you want to check that out, get a peek behind the paywall, one of our premium tools that everybody seems to enjoy. Ownership is free today. Nightbot will be dropping that in at some point. Actually, I see Nightbot already did. Always, always got my back. Uh, and then of course you get premium Slack, and uh, the lineup builder as well. Let's start with New Jersey and Boston. We've got a 2.2 implied total for the Devils, 3.3 for the Bruins. Mackenzie Blackwood and Yaroslav Halak are your goaltenders. The big news for this game, for DFS, is that uh, David Pasternak and Jake DeBrusque are uh, – actually, I think they're swapping spots. I can't remember if DeBrusque was on line two or line three. Um, but anyways – Big news is that Pasternak's at least not going to start with Bergeron and Marchand. Now, that is pretty helpful if you still want to play Bergeron and Marchand because uh, DeBrusque is only 4500 so it takes down the price of, um, well, really both lines. Um, both lines are playable. Both lines are reasonably priced. But uh, I'm assuming you don't really like that Pasternak split up between these guys. Uh, they're not on the top line here. I was going back and forth about it because, like, 
if you want to play Bergeron and Marshan, you really want Pasternak to be there because he's the best player on the team. But then again, Pasternak wasn't there at the beginning of the season. I think he was recovering from COVID or had injuries. I forget which what, which it was. But DeBrusque was up there to start the season, and the, their numbers like it's a small sample size. I think they only played three, three or four games together, but they they had an almost three expected goals for. And then their Corsi percentage was like in the 70s, 12 high danger chances, four per 60. So, I mean, if it's going to be split up, it's okay. I mean, I just wish DeBrusque was on power play one. I think that's the only thing that gives me a little bit of pause about putting those guys together. I think you can also just go straight Marshall and Berger on Pasternak. Yeah. Um, which is really expensive, but at the same time, there are a ton of cheap filler lines tonight that you can get in there um so if you if you go that route you're looking like twenty five thousand. but there's like a bunch of like lines in the 10 to twelve thousand range that you can fill them with um and also uh, the boston second line with posternock is okay i kind of wish craig smith was up there with them but like richie and posternock are both um power play one um and they're the and it's what nine? It's about like seventeen, eighteen thousand, which is in like no man's land. So these these these, ran, these lines priced around seventeen, eighteen thousand. If you're trying to fit in like an expensive line, or going like two mid range lines, is maybe not might not be the popular build tonight. So you may even if Pasternak is extremely high owned, you're probably going to get Richie and Krejci way lower than expected, and you get you know the correlation with Richie um, power play one. Yeah, I think uh, like I usually gravitate when they have done this in the past. It feels like it's been forever since Pasternak has not been on that top line. But, uh, you know, when he's playing and he's split up, I usually just gravitate towards his line. Uh, but you could easily do something like there's there's ways to get creative here. You could go Marshan with Richie and Pasternak. I don't I don't really love Krejci. I don't I wouldn't play Krejci unless probably I was playing Pasternak. Uh, unless you just think that Boston one's going to be back together. Could, I mean, we could see that at the start of the game, but just more reason to be around your phone or computer um, 30 minutes to lock or so. I think Boston one's fine, but I'm going to uh, the second line as like a full stack, Richie Krejci and Pasternak. Um, and then I think, again, you can power play stack uh, Boston as well, or just go back to the big three, probably going to be a, a pretty – uh, low-owned combination of players tonight just because they're not listed on the same line. They're still lethal on the power play. They're still probably going to take some shifts together uh, at some point during the game, especially if it's close. You've got the uh, empty net situations as well. Like it seems with the three-point bonus, it seems like they they get there a lot with the empty net boat, um, the empty net goals as well. Um, so there's a ton of ways to attack Boston tonight. Anything on the devil side? Are you going to? Uh, the uh, Paul Mary Maltsev line, you know, I might go right back to him after a couple nights ago. No, I'm, I'm off. I'm off New Jersey, really. But. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? I mean, ideally, like, if if Boston one was together, you'd be looking at the Devils top line if they weren't playing Boston because they're 10-5 as a line, but they're going to be going up against Bergeron. So that kind of takes it out there. Um, I see, you know, that second line – is super cheap, but like again, like I don't really like going up against Boston, even though it is Halak and Net. Um, 
one off if you want to like one off Miles Wood on that third line, that's fine. He's on power play one's four thousand, but like really, the only huge interest I have from this game in MME would be Mackenzie Blackwood. Uh, I think he's gonna you know be a he's gonna see volume. He's cheap, and I'm just gonna keep repeating myself about this cheap goalies who see volume. Can. Oh, like Ty Smith is 4,000 power play one. Like I don't want to pay 4,000 for Ty Smith. Severson and Subban both on power play two, but they're like the high threes. So mainly it's just on the devil side, it's going to be the 7,000 Mackenzie Blackwood. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, he's going to see probably some volume, uh, big total going against him, but that's going to have, uh, it's going to make him have some low ownership. Not not a big game for defensemen that I'm looking at. McAvoy, a little bit expensive for me, 5,600. Um, and then just quick going back to the Devils side. I shouldn't say I'm off of them entirely. Like I think I had like 2% Devils stacks uh, a couple nights ago, and it worked out just randomly because the slate was garbage, um, and they were cheap, and they scored a handful of goals. But um, on a nine-game slate, if someone's not going to see Boston 1 and they're super cheap – then, you know, I'm okay going to a couple two thing. But, uh, yeah, certainly not a priority here with the 2.2 implied total. I think that's the lowest on the night. Anything else in that game? Just uh, mentioned – I just want to mention one more thing. John Moore uh, for Boston. He's on power play, too. He's min-priced on the second pair with Carlo. Probably going to see close to 20 minutes, 18 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so he even saw, like, 22. Yeah, yeah he's probably – around 20 minutes. So for min price power play too, even though they don't see the eyes too much, uh, I think you can definitely put them in there. All right, let's go to the Rangers and the Flyers. When I entered this in, it was 2.7 implied total for the Rangers and three for the Flyers, but the line has uh, shifted. Um, this is closer to a pick em, So the Rangers are around three implied goals, uh, as are the Flyers. Chesterkin, uh, not confirmed. Carter Hart also not confirmed, I don't believe, for the Flyers. Um, Flyers haven't played in a while. They've got, like, what was it, seven or eight skaters missing. And uh, if anybody has not seen the new lines, I'll read off what we have from the prior, uh, the past couple of days of morning skate. Couturier with uh, Van Riemsdyk and Farabee. Hayes with Raffle and Ove Kubel. And Patrick with Connor Bunneman and David is it Case or is it like Andre Kasha? I, I don't I know. know with Kasha just because. Yeah, he uh, maybe they're related. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, you see how it, it falls off pretty quickly after that top line. So I'm seeing pretty low ownership on Philly one. It's just like, what do you do with them outside of the fully correlated cheap top line? And then is this a spot where you're going to your Rangers? Man. I've been on Mika Zibanejan for weeks and been getting roasted for it. And now I'm kind of off them because even though, even though the Ranger or the Flyers haven't played in a couple of weeks, uh, Katoria has been back and it wasn't a COVID issue. He had an injury. So he's been skating. Uh, he's been healthy. Uh, and he's one of the centers I don't really want to go up against. Uh, and I would imagine AV is going to send the Katoria line out against the Zibanejan line. Um, from a flyer side, that, that top line is fully correlated on power play one. I think it's more of an MME uh, play for me. I'd probably be around the field on their ownership if I was doing 150 lineups. I'd probably have at least a couple lineups if I was 20 maxing. Just because they're cheap, they're fully correlated, and the Rangers are awful defensively without Truba now. So 
yeah. that means Brandon Smith and or Jack Johnson are both going to be in the lineup. One or both are going to be in the lineup almost every night. Jack Johnson's still injured, but you know Brandon Smith is in there. After Adam Fox and Ke- and Keandre Miller, it's just it's just a wasteland on the Rangers blue line. So I definitely want some of the Flyers top line. So I'm off the, the the Rangers top line now. Of course, this is going to be a spot like they're probably going to have still inflated ownership because people are just going to be like, I'm going back here until this works yep. out. Uh, they're cheap. Um, I don't like that Pavel Buchnevich is off power play one for Strom. I mean, I just don't – I'm not a big Strom guy, but uh, from a five-on-five five perspective, I do like the Rangers' second line here, Strom, Panarin, uh, Kako. I mean, he's he's 2,800, Strom's 4,300. Panarin's relatively cheap for him at 6,200 coming back off an injury. So I think if you want to go to the Rangers, you go to the second line. They're going to um, – See the depth. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. It's Chevy truck season, and with the Chevy Silverado, there's no such thing as an uphill battle. With the Chevy Silverado, you can take on the mountains or you can move them. Because with impressive towing capability, an available 13.4-inch diagonal touchscreen, and a choice of powerful engines to pick from, whatever your mountain, there's a Silverado with the capability you need. Click to learn more. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer. So the flyers, which after you get past Katoria here, is just not great. So for me... Uh, MME only, uh, Flyers 1, Rangers 2. You want to have some Rangers 1 for fear of missing out after, you know, getting burned by them for weeks now. I think you can go there. And then on the defense, uh, Keandre Miller, 3,100. He's still too cheap, especially with Trub out. He's probably going to see a, a tick up in minutes. He's going to probably be over 20. He's their most reliable defenseman besides Fox. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you in terms of the forward lines. So, I might be a little bit higher on Philly one than you are. Sounds like um, they're going to be one of my higher exposed lines. I don't know if they're going to be like third or fifth or they're going to be somewhere up closer to the top because of price. And uh, I'm surprised they got such a high total uh, despite missing all these forwards. Um, And so, I don't know. I would think Carter Hart sees a decent amount of volume, a guy that uh, you could correlate with as well with the cheap Philly one They're Again, they're fully correlated. Um, like JVR has been playing well. I think Faraby, uh, like definitely has some upside. He's got a hat trick already this season now playing with, uh, Sean Couturier and not Scott Lawton. Uh, you would think he's got a chance to, to do some things. And then, yeah, if they match up against advantage that I don't really love that matchup for Rangers one. So I'm going to a bunch of Rangers two. I hope like Panarin is supposed to play. Um, but I think he's still technically a game time decision. So maybe that'll keep his ownership in check and you mentioned they get to go up against the uh the depth lines for philadelphia which there are three of them tonight because they basically just have uh one line team i think so much of that three implied goal total is allocated towards katura van reemsdijk and Faraby. so i don't know i think this one's pretty straightforward for me on the philadelphia side if you wanted to go like rangers one i would rather just power play stack it with the advantage at kreider and panarin um 
and you know, maybe we just get the match in front. Maybe they want to match up against Panarin um, or go like full Rangers onslaught. I suppose we could do that since Philly's missing some people. But yeah, I, I don't really love playing full Rangers one. So a little bit surprised at the ownership that's coming in on the top line, one of the higher owned lines of the night. So going to try to steer clear, assuming ownership uh, stays up there on Rangers one, and I'll be uh, dropping down to uh, to Rangers two. Is Miller a game time decision as well for the Rangers? Uh, Miller's expected to play. Okay, so, so um, him and Panarin should be in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Adam Fox, fifty seven hundred. Nice thing about him is you can play him with either of the top two lines, um, fifty seven hundred. Probably wouldn't play too much of him as a one off. I don't know if I'll end up grouping that out, but uh, getting up there in price, but he has performed pretty well. And then on the flyer side, I don't think I would play too much Gustafson either as a one-off for 3,800. It's not like he's mid salary. Um, he's going to be in a lot of Philadelphia one stack. So I might leave him off actually more often than not. I'm, I'm just kind of uh, lukewarm on Gustafson at best. Are you interested in Sanheim or Philippe Myers or any of these cheap Philadelphia defensemen? I mean, not really just because they're right around the same price as Keandre Miller, and he's probably going to fill that um, Trouba role, who's been very good for DFS. So I'd rather go there. Now I agree with you, Gustafsson. Like, even though he's on power play one, he's very power play dependent. Off and Jari are your goalies. Uh, Pitt one coming off a very disappointing performance. I think most people, myself included, thought it was about as good of a spot as they could have against Washington. They're at home. They got last change, obviously. You got this great line fully correlated, and they put up an absolute dud. Now here, with about a full uh, goal implied lower than their total from a couple nights ago, seems like a decent bounce-back spot for pit one. Um, but the ownership is still there for them. So what do you like in this game? So if – you know anything about me? I'm a notorious Pittsburgh fader just because their price is always good and their ownership is always inflated. Mm-hmm. So I like to be under the field, but I get where the ownership's coming from. They're not overly expensive. They're fully correlated on power play. They have a decent matchup. So like, yeah, an MME. Yeah. I definitely want some, some pit one in 20 max. I want some pit one for my one to three lineups. I'm going to fade just, okay. Because I do. I mean, so, like, if I don't cross off Pittsburgh, let's, let's just say, I definitely consider them in one to three tonight just because of their price, they're correlated. The only thing that keeps me off them usually is their ownership, and that does give me concern that, you know, they're usually higher on than they should be. Uh, they're going to be going against the Bars L line, which is a good matchup, uh, especially now that, you know, Bailey's still up there and it's not Everlay. So, Pittsburgh side, definitely pit one, which kind of takes me off the Islanders' top line. I don't like going in up against the the Crosby line. It's just one of the things I also do. I mean, there's a couple centers that I just kind of are like, no, I don't want to go up against you, and Crosby's one of them. So the Islanders, the Islanders line that I like is the third line tonight, uh, Wallstrom, uh, Pajot, and Bolivier. Uh, they're they're under – 10,000. They're 9,400 as a line. So they're one of those spots where if you want to go like old Boston one for the power play correlation, that's probably going to be a good landing spot for you. Uh, JGP and, you know, Wallstrom get that power play two correlation. Um, 
JGP's been on a tear recently too. So he probably might have some ownership, but I doubt Wallstrom or Bolivier will have some. Um, so yeah, Islanders three for me, Pittsburgh one. I want to like Pittsburgh too, because when I do play the Penguins, it's usually Malkin, but it's just, it's a decent matchup going against the Brock Nelson line with Michael Dalcole and Eberle, but like, that's probably just a, uh, a low owned MME play for me. Yeah. I, I actually do like the call on Islanders three, just because they're really cheap. They're going to get a pretty good five on five matchup against the uh, the lesser Pittsburgh line. As long as you can avoid that top line, you're in pretty good shape uh, going up against Pittsburgh these days. Um, I again, I like Pitt one. I love them as a line. I love their numbers. They're good on the power play as well. Uh, they're they're just a little bit too cheap, I think, tonight, and that's why you're getting the ownership. So I don't have a problem with Pitt one. Um, I mean, I would like the total to be maybe a little bit higher, but yeah, good spot against the Barzell Lee line, not stout defensively, not terrible, but I mean, the, I think pit one can generate really against any line, uh, in the NHL, uh, for the most part. Um, so I'll have some pit one for sure. I, I don't think it's going to be where the field's at. Unfortunately, I always like getting over on this line, but feels like they just, kind of always are a little bit higher owned than I think they should be. So right now I'm getting to like 5% pit one and it looks like I'm getting to a lot of uh, very off the board combos with them. So I think that's what you're going to have to do, especially if you're going to throw in Latang. he's going to be popular for 4,900. He's going to be even more popular with pit one stacks. So um, yeah, it's, I mean, four putting four really chalky guys into your lineup. It's not something I love to do on a, um, on a nine game slate where there's an abundance of options, but pit one, certainly a good one pit two. I'll have some, uh, like I'm limiting pit two. I basically have been all season. They just haven't been good at five on five. Vulcan hasn't been great, but he does get power play one correlation with the top line. So I think I'll have a couple full power play stacks for pit tonight. Um, but probably not a whole lot of pit two. And, um, yeah, not, not crazy about the Islanders top line or the second line. I think I'll have some of that cheap third line, though. Pajot, I, I feel kind of like a fish, though, jumping on that Pajot line. Like, he's just been so hot recently. It feels like and, you're chasing Yeah, like, really, like a third line center. I know he's he's had his moments, but uh, I guess Beauvillier, pretty good value if he's um, mid-salary and skating with uh, a reasonable line against Pitt up. The thing is, they're so cheap, and there's not many super expensive lines tonight. So, like, I don't think awesome. there's – yeah, if, if you want to go Boston one, there's not much need for a $9,400 line. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is like a nine-game slate where there's a lot of mid-price lines. So unless you like want to leave Sauer on the table while paying up for defense, yeah. you, you know, I don't know if there's a need. Like, So they're probably – they might actually be a, a decent landing – like popular landing spot for people going, you know, Boston power play or Toronto power play, something like that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move it on to the Preds and the Blue Jackets. 2.7 implied total for the Preds, 2.9 for the Jackets. Rene's likely, and then uh, Merzlikens for the Blue Jackets. Uh, I I can't stand this game. I, I can't stand Columbus games. Uh, is there something I should be liking here? I, I know it's nine-game slate, but it feels like there's got to be something that we like here. Actually, let me quick go through the new lines for the Preds. Uh, it's going to be Conan with Forsberg and Granlin. 
Arvidsson drops down to the hollow line with Tolvanen. Uh, and then it's going to be Duchesne, Yarncroc, and Grimaldi goes from line four to what is essentially the second line. Uh, does that do anything for you? So I was reading Cliffy's power play article this morning and he made a, he made a note to, he wrote up Forsberg and probably before the line combos came out, I still like Forsberg tonight, but he, he was saying that uh, Columbus is actually low, like is bad defensively and their top five worst in the league. It goals allowed per 60. So like, I want to like the predators. I want to get behind them and I want to play them, but John Hines is, you know, not letting me. I guess you can go to that third line, Tolvane and Hall and Arvidsson, but like, again, this is a cheap line. They're, you know, a little over 11,000. Unless you're paying up again, or you're, you know, getting like to like a, like a Toronto one or, you know, even like Boston one without pasta might still be expensive. Like, I don't know if there's a super need to go there. I think, you know, you can, and I hate that their power play is over like three even strength lines. So I'd probably just, you know, have a bunch of one-offs from this game, like a forest work one-off. He's a little bit overpriced at 7,100 probably for people's liking. So he might, you might get him well owned. Uh, Arvidsson 5,500. I think you can one off in short or go with him like a mini with Yossi, something like that, or a mini with Ellis. Um, I think, you know, from the Nashville side, it's going to be these defensemen, Yossi and Ellis for me. They're expensive, but they're both on power play one. Uh, you know, they're going to get their minutes. They're going to get the peripherals. And then I, you know, again, the Blue Jackets side, I want to like the line A, Roslevic, Atkinson line, because they're all correlated on power play one, but like their numbers are just not great. And Roslevic, 5,300, seems like a reach, like you're chasing. Line A is okay, but you don't know if, you know, Torts is going to bench him. You know, you're going to get from Atkinson. It's just tough to play the Blue Jackets with Torts. Like, you don't know what's going on with him, if he wants out or whatever, all those rumors and the articles. So, like, he switches up lines notoriously. So, if anything, I'd go to that Columbus top line. But on the Nashville side, it's going to be, you know, this defenseman or like a mini with Forsberg or Arvidsson, something like that. And if I was going to, if you force, if you put a gun to my head and said, play a line, it's going to be that third line with Hall. I cannot hear you. I said, I can't hear you. Oh, I was muted. That, that's why. Okay. So uh, I, I was saying the good part about this game is that uh, there's not much ownership going on uh, either side. And so uh, outside of Yossi, who I like, uh, I always play a little bit of him, especially on bigger slates like this. It uh, doesn't look like he's going to be outrageously owned. Um, so I like the third line a little bit um, for for the Preds, I should say. I, I ran a crunch before the uh, before the show started, and I didn't really get to much of anything on the Columbus side. So just filler stacks. If I get a couple stacks of each of you know the Columbus top two, or if you want to include the third line too, that's fine. Um, I'm not really married to anything in this game. So it'll just be fillers just as a way to get, you know, more Toronto or whoever your favorite stack is, Philadelphia, 
the Rangers, the Blues, whoever you like. I think if you're using these team these lines uh, as ways to get more exposure to them, that's fine. But I can't find any priorities in terms of forwards in this game. Seth Jones, fifty four hundred. That guy you like? Not really. I mean, yeah, Wawenski's out, and you can play him if you're playing Columbus. But like, he's been so bad. I mean. He's been bad defensively, so maybe offensively, yeah, if you want to one-off him, I think that's okay. But I I prefer to have him locked in with Columbus 1 for me. Yeah, I think I would as well. Like He just hasn't been the same guy. I got to 10% of him. It's it's fine. Like I can allocate 10% of my last to $5,400 Jones, and I can't find anything else in the game. But, yeah, I'd probably want to play him with the uh, Blue Jackets top line, of which I'm not playing much at all let's go to a more fun game senators and the maple leafs we've got a 2.4 implied total for the Sens. four for the leafs it's gonna be probably hogberg and probably michael hutchinson these two teams played last night these two teams have played like five games in a row uh i think this is their first back-to-back and uh hogberg's played a little bit so i'm pretty sure he's gonna go for the Sens. hutchinson maybe has one start this season. So he, I was a little unsure about him. Good news is that we're going to know before lock. So if you wanted to crunch and make your lineups with, um, with Anderson, you could always swap down for the extra 200 and uh, upgrade your lineup elsewhere. If need be kind of a weird series so far, we haven't seen Toronto one go nuclear. Joe Thornton got a couple goals called off last night. Um, he's going to be owned again as is Matthews, rightfully so. Matthews pretty much scores every single game. One thing that was weird about last night's game is that uh, the Matthews line saw the most time against uh, Nick Paul, Colin White, and Evgeny Dadnoff. And if if that sticks around tonight... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I, I mean, I don't see why it wouldn't, because they won then maybe a potential spot for Ottawa one. What do you like about this game? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're talking about this game every time we're on the air. Like, yeah. It's just crazy. Matthews and Marner's price went up after meh performances. I mean, they're still going to be owned because there's a ton of cheap lines. Like I keep saying. So yeah, they're going to be owned. I don't know what else I can say about them. Like they're going to score. Like it just, it's going to happen. It's just whether, you know, Matthews has like a four-point night with Marner involved and if Thornton happens to, you know, knock in a puck, luckily, you know. i probably leave Thornton off. It's just something I like to do. Um, 
I'm right there with Mike you. Matthews and Marner. I mean, they're still one of the better plays of the night. They're just super expensive, but you can find a ton of cheap lines. Uh, Riley with them. I mean, he's been he's been he's like he, he's, his price has gone up. He was yeah. 5,700 last night. Now he's 6,300. I mean, I guess if you want to play all four of those, you know, you might get all four of them together at lower ownership sure. just because people are probably going to want to stay away from all four of them together. But, like, I don't know. He hasn't been great. He's but, not shooting a ton either. Yeah. Cliff like, mentioned that yesterday. His, his shot totals on the season compared to last have gone down, like, almost a shot per game. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you like, at this point in the season, you know what you're getting from the Leafs, like, I want to get behind the second line, but like I don't want to play a sixty-one hundred Zach Hyman, who's more expensive than, than Nylander. You know, like they're fully correlated on the power play one B or whatever you want to call it. But to me, if I'm not playing Matthews and Marner tonight, I definitely want to get some Senators power play in here. Kachuk Norris with like a Dadenoff, Norris Kachuk with Stutzel, oh, yeah. something like that. Like if you want to go full Senators one with Connor Brown. That's fine. I mean, I'm not huge on Connor Brown, but I think you can easily swap him with Dadenoff, who's just $100 more, and get that full correlation on power play one with Shabbat. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I've been so back and forth on this game. It's just because it's, it's happened so many times. It's back-to-back, and you're getting these, these goalies. I think I'm leaning more towards being under the field on the Maple Leafs and being over the field on the Senators. I'm, I mean, it's not that difficult to get over the field on the Senators here. Like, barely any ownership for them. Uh, and I think last night I was talking about their second line, but, I, I mean, I just got the matchups wrong. Maybe they won't do that. Maybe the second line is the better play. And I, I'm not going to X them out or anything, but uh, I'm, like, going out of my way to try to get some of Auto 1. They don't grade out as a great value, but they do have uh, – I mean, I think they can generate a 5-on-5 in any line with Kinchuk. Uh I'm okay playing – and then on the chance that they get a bunch of time against Toronto two and Toronto three, which is what they saw last night and were successful. Uh, I think you're looking at a really good low owned line. So uh, you could go Norris Kachuk and Dadnoff, like you said, Brown isn't terrible, 3,700, but hard to like, if I was hand building, I think I would probably get up to Dadnoff for the hundred bucks more, a uh, hundred dollars more in power play correlation. Shabbat, just a correlation guy, I think, for me in my offense class. Uh, uh-oh. Dogs like Shabbat. All right. That's noted. Dogs like Shabbat. Uh, so there you go. I mean, yeah, just got to lock him in now. 2.9% ownership. Um, Riley, man, is he really going to be, like, close to double digits in ownership? I can't imagine he's, he's going to be, but maybe he is. I mean – People just slam the Leafs, and I get it. It's Austin Matthews, but it's not like Marner is a great goal scorer at 8,300. Uh, I don't know. Like, if I was doing one-offs, I would just try to slam Matthews one-offs, like every game. Uh, Marner is 600 less than Pasternak. Like, it's nuts. I'm going to I'm gonna find the extra $600 for Pasternak over Marner, like 95 out of 100 times. Yeah. It's just – like weird pricing for everyone outside of Matthews. So uh, they could probably price Matthews up a little bit higher and I'd still be like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. On the rest of this game, Muzzin priced up the Leafs did like the uh, algorithm for DK just priced them way like 10% higher than last night. Um, so they're up there in price. I'll still get to my Leafs power play. I- I'm going to try to leave off Thornton. 
as much as I can, as much as reasonable. Um, I, I usually hedge with this kind of situation a little bit and like leave them on some just because like, I feel pretty stupid if I get the stack right and Thornton has, you know, a goal and an assist. We've seen it happen a couple times. He can tip goals in. He, I mean, he's got a world-class, like two very good players playing with him uh, and he's on the ice with them the entire game. So a little bit difficult to leave him off entirely for me. If I'm making like 20% Leafs one stacks, uh, the second line, I'm not wild about. Like, they just haven't done anything to Varys and Nylander this season. And I mean, like their five on five numbers are pretty poor. So you mentioned it yesterday that Tavares isn't getting to the net. He's kind of, ha- he kind of has, is kind of having a similar season like Mika's advantage. And, you know, he's like shooting from the outside more and not yeah. getting to those dirty areas. Yeah. Needs to get to those dirty areas. Uh, and you don't get any power play one uh, guys on the second line for the Leafs, which knocks them down for me and their prices still way up for uh, how they've actually played. Yeah. What do we got? Oh, we've got four more games. Yeah. All right. So this is a good time to remind everyone that our NHL ownership projections are free for today. Only go check those out. If you're wondering what it's like behind the paywall, we've got ownership projections, Alex Baker, Osmo himself, working on those uh, as the day goes on. So keep an eye out for those last update usually comes around a half an hour or an hour before the uh, slate locks. We also got NBA ownership rankings playing NBA today. I think it's a three game slate. We've got a bunch of shows coming on uh, this afternoon for NBA as we always do. So that's going to be a little bit of a later lock, but if you want to, uh, if you want to be notified when those shows go live, can hit the notification bell you'll know when all of our shows will go live a couple more things before we move it on um we're approaching thirty thousand followers on twitter and we need your help to get there uh we'll be giving away 30 free weekly passes to our followers so if you had to at osmo underscore com uh and give us a follow you've got a chance to win a free weekly pass pretty good deal for just a couple seconds of your time and then, as always, uh, I'll upload the show uh, on podcast after the show is over. So you guys can listen, podcast listeners. Don't watch us while you're driving. Just listen to us on podcast. Stay safe and uh, leave us a five-star review because uh, that helps us climb the markets uh, or climb the charts, not the markets. But anyways, you know what I mean. Enough of me uh, asking you to do stuff for us. Let's go to the Sabres. And the Caps, 2.8 implied total for the Sabres, 3.7 for the Caps. Allmark and Vanacek are your goalies. There's some confusion or some speculation, I should say, on the Sabres lines. A couple rough outings for them. I wonder if they go back to Hall with uh, Eichel and Reinhardt. If they were to, uh, that would be something I'd probably redo all my lineups for and just completely recrunch and throw everything out the window if that happened. In this matchup, it's not a huge total for them, but 2.8 goals plus you get a, a really good line. That's five on five and uh, fully correlated on the PP going up against a pretty weak caps five on five team, especially with these lines. I don't know what they're doing here, but uh, what are you liking in this game? Are you surprised to see the caps are the highest implied, uh, second highest implied total on the slate? Yeah, I mean, I guess I get it with Ovechkin, you know, just parking himself in the office, but like. If they go back to Hall, Eichel, Reinhardt, like, and they get Kuznetsov, they're just going to run them over. Mm-hmm. Like, 
in a, in a 50 minute sample this season, Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Oshie has a 36% Corsi four. Like that's just awful. And they're, you know, they're 2.2 expected goals against, which is a little bit worse than league average. But like, if they're only controlling, you know, 36% Corsi four percentage, they're going to give up chances, you know, and that top line for the Sabres is going to be fully correlated power play one. Um, even if they aren't together, I think you can, you know, do a Eichel Hall Reinhardt for power play correlation. But whatever that top line is going against the Kuznetsov line, that's the, the the line for the Sabres that I want. And that kind of takes me off Washington one a bit. I think I'm more heavily on Washington two here, Backstrom, Verona, Wilson. Um, it's kind of tough clicking in 6,800 Nicholas Backstrom into your lineup, but Verona 4,400 and Wilson 5,000 make it a little bit easier. It's a, it's a, you know, you get the power play one with Verona and Backstrom. I'm big on Verona. I like him a lot. And you can put in Carlson with him. He's 7,100. If you want to leave off Wilson, your boy Wilson, because he's not on power play one, you can do like a three man of Backstrom, Verona, Carlson. You want to add an Oshi for, you know, savings. It's kind of weird to power play one stack, the caps without Ovechkin, but he's 8,400. Um, if you want to get unique with that Caps power play uh, one stack, you can. But for me, uh, even strength lines, I want Washington two, and I want whoever's going against – I want Buffalo one, whoever's going against the Kuznetsov line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as the lines are formed right now, uh, if it's going to be Cousins – wait, I'm seeing new lines, actually. This must have just gotten updated. I'm seeing Eichel with Olsen and Reinhardt and then Stahl, Hall, and Cousins on the second line. Have you seen that anywhere, or is that just a guess? I'm not sure, but if that is the case, Hall, Eichel, and Olofsson are all power play one as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. So we're cousins, or oh, uh, Dylan Cousins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen those anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, Buffalo does some weird stuff with their lines. So yeah, what I might do since I'm only playing on DK tonight uh, is just be ready for this situation and just. You know, whatever happens with the Sabres line, just recrunch my lineups like that. I think I'll have enough time in you know, 20 minutes or so to get everything uh, entered. But if it's some sort of combination of Eichel, Reinhardt, Hall, Olafson on the top line, like if they stack up one of these lines, I'm good with playing a bunch of them. I don't think the Caps are very good defensively. Um, They're one of the worst five, they, five teams they've got to be. Like they rely yeah. on the power play. Well, that Kuznetsov Ovi line that you mentioned, that's going to be a train wreck. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm in on Buffalo. I just don't know what format it's going to be, depending on what their lines do. But if you want to do a two-man haul and stall, I think that's fine as well, if those two end up being together at five-on-five. Five. And then you mentioned the Washington Sioux stack. I prefer them as a uh, full line. And then – as always with the Cavs, they've got this high implied total. They seem like they get there more often than not in like these spots that actually aren't that amazing, uh, but everybody plays them. Uh, you could just go f- like three or four man forward power play stack, throw in Carlson. And uh, I-, I have some interest in doing that because I hate choosing between these capitals lines. Um, anything else in this game? Uh, if you're playing Buffalo one, you know, Darlene 4,800. I mean, you can even one-off him if you have, like, 5,000 left, but I prefer to correlate him on the power play. People are asking us to do the show at 5 because 3 Eastern is too early. Uh, well, when 
DraftKings is offering up 200k to first every night for NHL, then we'll have three hours of NHL content. Uh, content every NBA, night. until NBA is on their All Star break. Yeah, you know, we're at three yeah. o'clock. We w- I th- I don't know for sure, but it, I think we're going to do two shows uh, during that week for NHL. So you guys will not be cheated. I mean, it's free anyway. So you know, stop complaining or whatever. But uh, and if you want the good stuff, just come to Slack, awesome.com slash join or DM me. I can uh, help you pick out a membership that's right for you. We've got stuff that starts at three ninety five per week. Pretty good deal. Roast me about my my pronunciations and my bad plays. You know. Yeah. That's what we do uh, all night. Yeah. yeah. Let's go to the Sharks and the Blues. 2.5 implied total for the Sharks, 3.5 for the Blues. Marty Party Jones in that. Jordan Bennington for the Blues. Blues onslaught here? It, it's weird that the Blues aren't playing the uh, the Yotes for the first time in like six weeks. But what what do you see here that you like? Uh, so the Blues had optional this morning, but they did confirm the Pareko's out. And then the Sharks confirmed that Carlson's out. <laughs> and you have Martin Jones in that. So this game could be – you might want to buckle up for this game. Um, so on the Blues – I'll start with the Blues side. So Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Barbashev. I mean, I kind of like that line, but I don't know. The matchup is kind of weird. Like the, the they're going to be up against the Couture line. Uh, Kane and LeBanc, who are fully correlated power play one. They have pretty decent defensive numbers. Not that it makes a huge difference once you get into the zone. Uh, the Sharks are pretty bad on the blue line. And, and you know, my feelings about Martin Jones, he's not great. Um, so that kind of negates the Sharks one. I don't like going against uh, O'Reilly and Perron. That combo is just has sludge fest written all over it. So they kind of slow it down. Like, if I'm going to use a Riley Perron, it's going to be in power play stacks. For me, I like this San Jose second line, or excuse me, St. Louis second line going against the San Jose second line. I think this is going to be a pretty good matchup for both these teams, both these lines. Hurdle, Timo Meyer, and Rudolph Balsers, Balkers. Yeah. I don't know. There you go. $4. Roast me. <laughs> and then um, as long as Schwartz is still out, it's going to be Mike Hoffman, Braden Shen, Jordan Cairo. I think that's my favorite line in this game. Uh, Shen and Kairou are on power play two, if you want to call it that. They kind of split the time. Hoffman's on power play one. Um, so if you're using that line, I think you can either use – so with Pareko out, it's going to bump up Vinny Dunn's minutes, and he's going to actually see minutes now, hopefully, you would think. And he we'll is see. on power play two. I think if you need the cheaper defenseman there, you can go Vinny Dunn. If you want to go Tory Krug, that's fine. I prefer to go Dunn. I'm not a big Krug guy. Or if you want to, you know, if you're using like, uh, you know, O'Reilly and Perron and you want to throw in a Hoffman, you can go with Justin Falk, who's on that top power play unit. Uh, Oscar Sunquist also on power play one, 2,700. You can get a little creative there if you want, you know, uh, some savings on their power play stacks. And then Shark side, again, San Jose 2 is my favorite spot. Uh, I'm going to be underweight. As much as I love using the Sharks here, I'm going to be underweight on them. I'm going to be underweight on the Sharks as a whole tonight, except for, you know, maybe Brent Burns. He's kind of been invisible, but, like, he's going to – I wouldn't be surprised with Carlson now. He sees close to 30 minutes tonight. Um, and then, you know, if you want to power play stack the Sharks, you know, Kane, Couture, LeBanc, Hurdle with Burns, you can. I mean, I dabble in that in MME a little bit. But, again, under the field on the Sharks – under the field on St. Louis one over the field, St. Louis two. And I definitely have some blue power, power play sacks. 
Yeah, I'm going to be over on St. Louis too. I can assure you that if we're anywhere close on our ownership projections. Um, and then St. Louis one, they're just like O'Reilly and Perron together. Just aren't, they just don't generate that much offense. So when they're chalky, I try to go elsewhere. Uh, again, I feel like I've said this about a number of teams tonight, but um, the onslaught is definitely in play with no Carlson. He's not great, but he's a uh, defenseman. Yeah. And so <laughs> like they've got, they've got like Burns out there playing like 30 minutes a night and uh, Super Mario as well. But outside of that, they're in rough shape. Um, Burns, though, I think argument for number one defenseman on the night, he's up there with Yossi for me. I actually have the exact same amount of those two right now. Uh, but I'm going to get my fair share of Burns. And then at first I was going to be off of the Sharks almost entirely. But then I remembered, like, man, Blues have kind of been taking a lot of penalties so far this season. And so I looked it up. They've taken 74 and 16 games, which uh, on a, like, per-game basis, they're, like, right up uh, close to the top. Um, so if you wanted to go Sharks 1, I can't really fault anyone for that. Their ownership actually did come down in our most recent ownership uh, ownership run. I think some more went to, like, Philly 1 some other cheap stacks like that, but I still think it is an okay spot for the Sharks power play stack. Uh, you know, assuming that you can get Burns in there as well for 6,900. Justin Falk is 5,100. I don't know. I mean, he's fairly aggressive with his shots, but he, yeah. he kind of stinks. He, yeah. He's been shooting. Like I want to say he's the top three, like for me, top three players I hate the most in DFS. Like, wow. That's just well, you got Marty Jones on the other side, so yeah, there's he's, number in one. he's in there too. But like Falk, like when he was with Carolina, he ran that power play instead of Dougie, and it just drove yeah. him nuts because he did nothing. And now he comes over the blues and he was like 2,900, and he's he's <laughs> you know putting up 35 fantasy points. It, yeah. just, it just drives me nuts. Now he's overpriced. You yeah. got to play him if you're playing, you know, power play, blues power play here. Pretty much, he doesn't even grade out as uh, very good value. So uh, that's going to be one of those correlation defensemen. And then Krug, like basically the only reason you play Krug is for the power play. And now he's on this second unit. Uh, maybe it'll be somewhat split, but yeah, I don't think I'd play Krug unless I'm playing St. Louis two, which is the line I like. So I'm in a bit of a conundrum. But then, with then you get $1,900 cheaper with Vinny Dunn. Like if you, if you yeah. tell if you can guarantee me, Vinny Dunn's getting 18 to 20 minutes tonight, I'm playing Vinny Dunn over Tory Krug most of the time. Yeah. The one thing, the biggest, the biggest thing with Don is his time on ice. But with Pareko out, I would imagine he's going to see a nice bump. You would think so, but we've uh, tried to solve the Dunn thing for a while. It's like I just have no grasp on what they're going to do with him from game to game. His minutes just jump around so much. All right, let's go to the Kings and the Yotes. A couple more remaining here. Two point five implied total for LA. Three for Arizona. Probably going to be quick. And then Darcy Kemper is confirmed for the Yotes. The Yotes are not playing the Blues. Finally get a new matchup. Um, what do you like in this game? I think, well, I actually know what you like, but yeah. tell the audience what you like in this yeah. game. So I I really like Arizona top line in this game. I feel like they're overpriced in this matchup. And so I think their ownership is going to be down. Keller, Schmaltz, and Garland. Like, Connor Garland's been great, but he's not a household name. 
So 6,900 for Connor Garland is nice, but like people don't really know who he is. But the thing is like that makes this matchup so good is they're going to avoid Kopitar and they're going to get the Kings depth, which is absolutely terrible. So I wish Keller was on the top power play unit, but you get the Schmaltz Garland power play one there. I think you can put him with Chikrin easily. Chikrin, you can one off. I love, uh, I love Chikrin. Um, yeah, man, I, I want to be over the field on on Arizona 1. Uh, if you want to, you know, put in Dvorak for a little more power play, I think you can. But the problem is with Arizona at home, you're probably going to see Dvorak go up against the Kopitar line. So I don't really like that that line anyway. Dvorak's with Lawson Krauss and Tyler Pitlick. So it's really Arizona 1 for me. The second line doesn't really do much for me either. Broussard, Hayton, and Kessel. If Kessel's on power play 1, yeah, maybe, but... Broussard's on power play one. If you need a cheap, you know, person for power play one, you can put him in, but it's Arizona one for me. And then I do like LA one. Their, their prices are kind of creeping up. I don't really want to play, you know, 5,300 follow or, or 5,300 Dustin Brown, but they are fully correlated. Um, so yeah, uh, LA one for me, I'd probably be around the field just because I really like Darcy Kemper tonight. I don't think I'm alone. He's probably going to be one of the more popular goalies tonight. So for me, I'm definitely going to be way over on Arizona one. Cause I think it's from an ownership play just there. They seem overpriced, but it's a really good matchup for them. Yeah. Cause I mean, projection systems are going to take into account like past years as they should. And so Gar- like Garland's not a 6,900 player. Schultz is not a 60 or 6k player. Keller, arguably a 5k player. Um, and so at first I was like, there's no way they're going to be one, 2%, but I think they are. Cause you're, if you're playing Arizona one and you put those three guys in, you're not playing Toronto, uh, at least not the top line. You're not playing uh, Ovi on, on the caps. You're probably not playing new Buffalo one. If there is one uh, you're going to miss out on pit one as well. So like, there's just like people just aren't going to play this Arizona team with Especially a if you put in if you put yeah. in chicken, you're, you're up around 24,000. So it's like, you're kind of, if you're making like the mid range lineups, like, like the, you're probably gonna have to put something in like 14 to 16,000 as a mm-hmm. secondary line. And I don't know if people want to go there because you have the pits around the same price. Toronto's a little bit more expensive, but like there's 17 Arizona one seventeen nine is a line. I think people are just going to avoid that just because there's better, lines on quote-unquote paper you know that are right around the same price yeah 100 percent. so uh at the very least i'm gonna be overweight i'd like to get into double digits of this line and be like four or five times the field um i would have no problem with that i think this is a play where if you're over on it like and you play this slate 100 times you're gonna come out way ahead on this arizona like i think they could legitimately break the slate like you know two times out of ten and so if you get one of those two times here um, you know, you're going to be making it or have a good chance to make 50 K or something. If you play them in a, the $300 tournament. So I'll be looking to do stuff like that. Certainly going to be overweight on them in the, um, in the $10 tournament for, for uh, DK tonight. And then I like to call on Air, uh, Arizona one. Can't get them out of my head. I like to call on uh, Kings one as well, it's just because they're not going to face off against the Schmaltz Keller Garland line. Uh, secondary lines for the uh, Yotes, Dvorak is yeah, fifty eight hundred. But yeah, but those that line, their numbers are bad. And if they're if they're going to match them against Kopitar, just 
they they have a 3.32 expected goal against. Granted, it's a small sample size, mm-hmm. but they're also giving up 12 high danger scoring chances against per 60. Like, yeah, I follow and Dustin Brown are who they are, but like Kopitar can do some damage against those yeah. guys. Like, I feel like Kings won every time I watch them. It's usually against the Wild, so maybe that's why. Uh, I feel like they always look like really scary when I'm like anti sweating them. So they're always on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's probably it. Like they just rack up shots and uh, Kopitar looks good from time to time. So uh, yeah, Arizona one night, I think uh, some fillers on Arizona two and three for me as well. Last game of the nights, the wild and the ducks 2.5 implied total for the wild 2.9 for the ducks. So the wild have already had one game back from their long layoff tonight. They're getting back Spurgeon and Ian Cole. So now they've got four defensemen that are uh, NHL players or at least ready for the NHL. Um, So getting healthier. Uh, They're rolling with some new lines, though. I'm seeing – let's wait, actually. I think these are wrong on my screen. Do you have the Minnesota lines? I have Parisi, Ustad with Kaprizov, and then Zuccarello with Erickson Eck and Fiala, and Greenway with Johansson and Foligno. Yes. Okay. So we've got the old ones uh, on my screen right now on the lineup builder, but those get updated as FC gets updated. Um, what does that do for you for the wild? Not a bad total, uh, not a ton of ownership going to any one Minnesota wild skater, or are you on the duck side here? This is just weird. Like this is like the lone late game. And I don't think there's going to be much ownership on these skaters. I think this is going to be like a game people are, I think Gibson's going to be popular because Gibson's always popular because he's what's his price? He's seventy five hundred, like, yeah, and he's home. So yeah, Gibson's going to be popular. I don't know, like I, I wish there was a better game late, like you said, like if Toronto was the lone ten o'clock, this that would change the slate completely. But like the Ducks, I'll just start on the Ducks side. Like Henry gets left, Troy Terry, they're. 10-7 is a full line, right? And I want to get behind them, but, like, the Ducks keep doing these things with – they don't give these guys the ice time. It's just – maybe for 10-7, like, yeah, you can you can get away with 15 minutes on the ice, but it's just – it doesn't – I don't really want to put them into my lineup. I'm, like, I'm going to be underweight on the Ducks for sure. Um one thing that does give me a little bit of hope is they don't have that Erickson Eck Greenway Felino line together, which has been easily their best defensive line for the past few seasons. Granted, Minnesota Wilder are not at home, so they avoid, you know, get like Getzlaff would avoid them. But at the same time, like whoever Getzlaff is going against, like even if it's Parisi and Kaprizov, like I kind of like that line, even though Bustad is 4,700 not on power play one, like, this is a spot where they kind of feel overpriced considering, you know, the wild don't have many great centers. And like, if I'm going to play an overpriced line, it's going to be Arizona one. So like, if I'm going to piece together anything from this game, it's going to be like a couple one-offs, like a Kaprizov one-off or you want to put them in with, with Suter or Dumbo, like not Suter. I mean, I prefer to put them in with Dumbo for the power play one correlation. Like you could do like a Parisi Kaprizov, uh, Dumba or like a Fiala Dumba, something like that. But like as a full line, full lines, I'm going to be underweight on both sides. Yeah, I, I can't really pick out a line that 
I'm looking forward to playing in this game. The thing with the Ducks, too, is, like, you don't even know if guys are going to be scratched late. We've seen that. Like, Heinen's been scratched a couple times. Yeah, like, it, like, they're just – who knows who's actually going to play outside of Getzlaff or Kell. And you know, Henrik's been scratched once this year. Like, you just never really know what's going on with this team. It's not a great spot, uh, really, against the Wild. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, not a whole lot I'm looking at. If I had to choose one line from this game – uh, I don't know what line they're considered on Fantasy Cruncher and on your guys' favorite lineup sites, but uh, I think Parisi and Kaprizov with Bukestad if you wanted to, but mainly just those two guys, just Parisi and Kaprizov. If you want to do a two-man stack there, like if you could go double center, uh, I'm thinking of like Arizona full power play stack with Dvorak and Schmaltz, and then you've got you know an extra utility spot. Something like that I think you could get away with, but... I'm hoping this one is just an ugly game. I, who knows? Maybe it'll be seven six. I mean, it, you yeah, just I mean, never really know this word. The ownership on this game's got to be, you know, Gibson, right? So, it, yeah. so like the only late swap really is, is like you need to get off like Chop Gibson. You go to Kakinen if he's confirmed. He hasn't been confirmed yet, right? So no, like, he's and he's three hundred more expensive than Gibson on the road. So like, just kind of just a weird late game. Like, I'm just fading and hoping it doesn't go off. Yeah, so much for the late-night hammer in this game. I mean, uh, it could be Gibson. Gibson could be the late-night hammer. I've, he probably is going to be at least 15%, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up. Let me make sure. Uh, chat, who's the goalie tonight? Uh, I don't know. People are talking about Blackwood and Slack. Do you have a uh, favorite goalie? I mean, expense, if you're going to pay up, I like Kemper. If you're going to pay down that mid-range, I like Gibson. <laughs> and cheap, I like Blackwood. But there's, you know, there's a whole bunch that you can play. I like Kakinen too. Like, the Ducks are bad. So. Yeah, I like Kemper. Uh, Hutchinson, if he goes, I think he's fine for he's that price. Like, everyone yeah. has their predetermined notions about him. So he's over 8,000 too. So he's going to be low-owned for sure. Yeah. But, you know, volume is king. So Carter Hart, I think, is fine as well. If you're uh, going with, like, Rangers 2, we both like that line. Go uh, Shesterkin. Or is, it, is Georgiev even available tonight? I haven't heard I, much. I think so, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, um, if I was playing Rangers goalie, just be from a shot volume perspective. No yeah. confidence at all, though. Agreed. All right. Uh, check out the NHL ownership projections today. If you guys have not already, those are going to get uh, updated a couple more times up to lock free for everyone. Also NBA ownership rankings. And then I forgot to mention the uh, MMA rankings as well. If you're playing some MMA this weekend, get a peek at Alex's rankings for today. Only hit us with a like and subscribe to the channel on your way out tomorrow. I believe it's myself and Cliffy. And uh, then Saturday, it's going to be Josh and Cliffy, uh, I think. So have fun. Until then, good luck. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more.